Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi, and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church. So welcome if you're visiting today. It's the first day of the holidays. Do you realise that? First weekend of the school holidays. For teachers, it's fantastic, isn't it, McDonald's? It's fan. I've actually got a picture of the, um, the staff car park at the Christian College on Friday afternoon. Can you put that up? This is the staff car park at Christian College. <laughs> yes, that's... I've also got a picture of parents with with their kids, what they do on school holidays. This is what parents are like on school holidays. <laughs> Don't you love holidays? For a parent, holidays the next few weeks, I bet if you're a parent or you're a grandparent and you've got a school-age child, I guarantee in the next two weeks you will hear the words, I'm bored, there's nothing to do. Those immortal words, I'm bored and there's nothing to do. And it's funny because... Whenever my kids used to say that when they were home on holidays, I'd say, uh, there's a garden that needs weeding, uh, there's windows that need washing, but they're never bored enough to do that. They're only a little bit bored. I'm bored, there's nothing to do. If you're a parent here today or a grandparent and you'll have a school-aged child with you during the holidays, I want to encourage you because when your child says, I'm bored, there's nothing to do, what they're actually doing is expressing a deep theological truth that goes to the heart of who we are. So when your child in the holiday says, I'm bored, be proud, because your child is actually uttering a deep theological truth. Because the fact is, we were created to do something. We have been created by God to achieve a goal, to have purpose in our life. We have destiny. We have an inner compulsion put there by God to accomplish stuff. It's interesting when God created the heavens and the earth and paradise was perfect, it says way back in Genesis 2, the Lord took man, put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Way back in paradise, paradise isn't not doing anything at all. Paradise isn't laying on a beach, drinking uh, margaritas, watching the surf. That's not paradise. Paradise is actually achieving something. Uh, Paradise is not doing nothing. Nothing is what cats do. We weren't created to do nothing. Only cats were created to do nothing. We were created to achieve and accomplish. So what can I do is actually the cry of every human heart. What can I do? What am I put here for? It's us acknowledging that we were made for a purpose, that I need to do something. We were created for purpose. Cats weren't, but we were. We're created for purpose. The question is, what is my purpose? What should I do? What is it that I've been created to do? We were created for a reason. And when we find that purpose, we actually find dignity. We actually find satisfaction when we're doing what we're created to do. The key is to find our purpose. In one sense, it's really, really easy to find our purpose. 
There's a great verse in Luke 9 that shows us all in general what our purpose is. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. This is just after he's told his disciples, I'm about to die, but on the third day I will be raised again. Talking about salvation, talking about what his purpose in life is. This is then what he says in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. I think we're going to put it up on the screen. Then he said to them all, to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit their very self? Uh, If you want to save your life, if you want to gain something, it's not about gaining the world, it's all about doing what you were created to do. And he tells us here clearly, take up your cross daily and follow me. As you do that, you're doing what you were created to do. Now, when you hear that term, take up your cross, it sometimes gets a bad rap. You think about that negatively. My cross is what I have to, the stuff I have to go through. It's the stuff I have to, I just have to suck it up and I have to get through life and I have to put up with that stuff. So if I'm in a job I don't like, taking up my cross is enduring that job. If, I'm, uh, if I've got a cranky boss, if I've got a dull, uh, a dull uh, pastor who preaches dull sermons, that's my cross. If I'm in a bad marriage, that's my cross. And we can have this negative connotation of it. Uh, a cross is just what I have to endure. But think about it. What was the cross for us? The cross was actually God's plan of redemption. The cross was actually an instrument of salvation. The cross was proof of his love for us. When I look at the cross, I don't see something ugly. I see something that's totally full of grace and life and hope. So when we take up our cross daily, what Jesus is wanting to Uh, to to really emphasize is that daily we must become the vehicle for hope and salvation for those around us that's our purpose in life to daily show the cross to people around us it's working in cooperation with God and the way that he's made us to do what we were created to do to help bring salvation to the world that's what taking up our cross daily is And as we do that, as we take up our cross daily, as we seek to bring life to those around us, we're doing what we were created to do. That's our purpose. I like the way the message version puts it. It says this, anyone who tends to come to me has to let me lead. Now that's the key to taking up your cross. Anyone who comes to me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is my way. It's the way. It's my way to finding yourself, your true self. Now, just think about that for a moment. The way to find your true self isn't to sit on a mountain somewhere humming. The way to find your true self isn't to go down to the beach, go for a long walk. The way to find yourself is to let God have the driver's seat in your life. You're in control. God lead me and then as you do that you find your true self who you are what good would it do to get everything you want but lose you the real you now how many people do you know in the world that have everything they could possibly want but have lost the real them and so often we strive after stuff that doesn't really matter 
If you want to find the real you, take up your cross daily. It's about letting God lead. It's about letting him set the agenda for my life. It's about uh, uh, doing his work and showing the cross to others. And as I do that, I find my true self. I don't find my true self, like I said, sitting on a hill humming. I find my true self by letting God take the driver's seat of my life with allowing him to be in control. What's interesting to me in this verse is we all have a cross. We all have a calling to be instruments of salvation. Each one of us daily have a calling to take salvation to the world. But we all have a different way of outworking that calling in our life. He says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily. Did you know God created you for a purpose? He created you as an individual to be someone who brings salvation to the world in part, as part of his plan. He created you, you with purpose. And we've been talking in the worship service today about those that feel weak, those that feel inadequate. He created you with purpose to bring salvation to the world as part of his plan as you take up your cross daily. And everything else then becomes secondary in life. My purpose is to take up my cross daily, allow him in the driver's seat, and then whatever I do is bringing salvation to those around me by what I do, by what I, how I live my life. It's all about um, how I let him in the driver's seat. It's all about uh, uh, the way that I organise my life. As I forget about my own needs and wants, put him in the driver's seat, I then find myself. I want you to get this, for the Christian, for the follower of Christ, our primary, primary purpose, our reason for being, the way that we find our true selves is cooperating with God to bring salvation to the world, to our world, the world that we're in. Everything else is secondary. If you're a tradesperson here today, you're a tradesperson secondary. Your whole purpose is to bring salvation. If you're a school student, if you've got home duties, if you're a teacher, if you're an office worker, it's all about perspective. Why am I here? My primary purpose is a kingdom builder and everything else falls around that. But my primary purpose is a kingdom builder. Having that perception changes your life because now it's all about his kingdom, not my kingdom. And when you think about it, you can never have a bad day if you think, I'm not in control, he's in control, and my primary purpose is to bring salvation to the world around me. Imagine you had the worst day ever in your, in your entire working life. It was a total shocker. And nothing goes right, and everything goes wrong, and people misunderstand you, and, and what you're working on doesn't work. And at the end of the day, the boss calls you in and says, you've had a shocker today, I don't want you to come back, leave. And you've got the sack. Now, if you base who you are around your job then your whole world is just crumbled. But if you base who you are about being uh, salvation to the world around you and taking up your cross daily, then, wow, your day started as an engineer. You now finish not being an engineer, but it doesn't matter because that's not my primary purpose. My primary purpose is to bring salvation to the world. And God will outwork that plan in my life, whether I'm an engineer tomorrow or not. And all things will work out anyway. And I've got to make sure that my wills and my emotions and, and the way I react to this are in line with him being in charge of my life and me being part of his kingdom. And all of a sudden, things change. It's all a matter of perspective. We have a kingdom perspective about life. 
in the big scheme of things, what really matters is his kingdom and me being uh, a tool for his salvation, taking up my cross daily. When we get our calling out of whack, when we get who we are out of whack, we actually give ourselves permission to be affected by what goes on around us. When we base who we are on things that aren't really the most important thing. And if I see myself as a teacher, I'm a teacher in the school, this is who I am, this is my identity, and I lose that, then our whole world can crumble and we can be affected by what goes on around us when really, when it gets down to it, daily I take up my cross and follow him because that's who I really am and everything else is secondary to that. I really knew I wished this truth when I was about 20, 21. And you've probably heard this story before if you've been in this church in any length of time. I finished school, went to uni, did accounting at uni. Not to be an accountant. Is there anything more dull than an accountant? I didn't want to do that. What I wanted to do is join the Australian Federal Police. I had my heart set on it. And so every single day at uni, that was my goal, join the Australian Federal Police. I finished uni, uh, went to uh, join, uh, applied to the Australian Federal Police, got through a whole heap of stages, then uh, got interviewed by Federal Police officers recruiting. They were really impressed with my attitude, what I was doing. Uh, yep, you're in. You've just got to pass one final thing. It's a physical. And I was fit back then. I, could, I knew I had it set. And I was all ready to move to Canberra. I had everything planned. And then I had a colour blindness test as the last thing on my physical. And I failed it. And I sort of laughed it off. I said, can I sit it again? They said, sit it again. You're all right. Failed it again. Then they said, sorry, you can't be a federal policeman anymore. Fail that. You're out. I can still remember the day in Brisbane that I walked around for at least a couple of hours in a daze. One colour blindness test finished my dream and I was devastated. A couple of days later, I went to the army. To, I thought I'll go to the army. They looked on their files and they said, you've recently fa- failed a physical for the Australian Federal Police. Colour blindness, you're not allowed here either. And I went to the Air Force and the Navy and they all said the same thing. And I just thought, what am I going to do? My whole world collapsed around You see, what I'd done is I'd based my identity on becoming a federal police officer instead of basing my identity on the cross of Christ. And this is who I am. I went home that weekend. That very weekend, JJ Richards, the garbage people, rang me up, said, we have a vacancy for a garbo. Would you like to be a garbo? And I thought, wow, from Australian Federal Police to a garbo, let's do it. And then if you know the story... A couple of years of being on the garbage run, I just found out I loved people so much, went to Bible college, became a pastor. You see, God had a plan. As you take up your cross daily, God will work that plan out in your life. You might be saying, but what about me? What can I possibly do for God? And it says here, Jesus said, take up your cross daily and follow me. Uh, make salvation of those around you your first priority every day make being part of my kingdom who you are every day and you might look at yourself and think yeah that's all right for you you can get up and speak that's all right for Kent he's really good looking that's all right for but I'm just me and I can't do anything yeah Jesus says here if you want to be my follower take up your cross daily and follow me Daily take it up. So what do you do? This week, I was actually reading in 2 Kings the story of Naaman, 
who was a powerful general in his country. He was actually the second most powerful man in the kingdom. There was the king, then there was Naaman. And Naaman had leprosy and was badly affected by it. And he tried everything to get rid of the leprosy, couldn't do anything. And it says that there was a little girl in his family. It doesn't even name her and calls her a little girl. So it wasn't just a girl in the family who happened to be a servant of his wife. It was a little girl, a little no-name girl with no rights, no privilege. Uh, everyone looked down on her. This little no-name girl went to her master, who was the, the general's wife, and said, I think this is what the general should do. General Naaman should do this. And it ended up she told her husband who went and told the king and the king said you should go do that and he ended up doing what she did and he got healed of his leprosy and we never hear of that little girl again. But as we look at Bible history, she played an amazing part in God's salvation story. Just a little no-name girl who obviously had a heart for people and just happened to say, hey, I think this is what the general should do. And she played a massive role in God's salvation history. You see, it's not how good you are. It's not how talented you are, how good looking you are. It's not if you can get up the front and speak or sing like Brianna. Or It's just you every day saying, God, I want to be part of your salvation plan. Give me something to do today. And then doing what you do well. Funny thing is... God's created us all different with different talents, different abilities. He's created us all to be who we are, where we are at the time we're here. And you're not in chinchilla at the moment because of some bad decision or some fluke. You're actually here because God wants you here at the moment. And you're actually built like you are with your own talents and your own uh, abilities just as God wanted you to be. And you might never get up the front and speak or you might never sing like an angel but you might make the best scones in the world. Use that ability, take up your cross and follow him. You might have the ability to walk to the fence and talk to the neighbour and say, how are you, and be empathetic. Use that ability to bring salvation because that's what God's created you to do and he's put you in the place where you are. The key here is to deliberately every day, as Jesus said, Take up your cross and let me have the driver's seat in your life. And as you do that, even the very little that you bring can play a part in bringing salvation to someone's life. I don't think there's any greater thing that you can do in your life than take someone with you into eternity. Just because you use what God gave you to use where you were and took up your cross daily. Jesus said, as a deliberate act, you must, every day, remember that you're part of my salvation plan. Put it in the right perspective in your life. Realize that you're part of my kingdom to grow my kingdom and then play your little part. And what you bring as you play your little part, God expands. It's like that little boy with the 5,000 people plus women and children bought his little lunch and said, Jesus, I don't have much, but I'll give it to you. I'll let you in the driver's seat on this one. 
and a multitude were fed with basketfuls left over. Just as he deliberate, as a deliberate action, bought his little bit and said, God, you be in control of this. So what does that mean for me, Inchin Chiller in 2021? Daily. Get the right perspective. Daily. When I wake up, my first prayer should be, God, I'm so glad I'm part of your kingdom. Help me play my part in your kingdom with what you've given me, with where I am. God, help me play my part in your kingdom. And if you do that as a deliberate act every day, it will transform the way you live your life. It will transform the way you see yourself. And you will then find your true self and do what God has called you to do to change the world. Maybe not the world, but maybe someone's world. Maybe your neighbour, your workmate, maybe someone in your sphere. You might change their whole eternity just by daily taking up your cross. And when you do that, you find your true self, who God's called you to be. And rather than gaining the whole world, you gain a sense of who you are in God's kingdom and who he is to you. And there's nothing greater that you can do. Take up your cross daily and follow him. Why don't we stand? We're going to pray. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email, connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, we hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.